Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome back to the Iron Women podcast. Here we are again, and we are so grateful that you're here with us listening. We're just really excited when we see comments from some of you and the feedback that we get from all of you. So thank you so much. We're here to provide conversations that you can feel a part of. So I'm Deanna, and I will be hosting our podcast today. And today's podcast will be on three big subjects, time management, communication, and boundaries. So obviously, we're not going to be able to tackle all the depths of each of these, but at least give you just some ways that maybe the three of us deal with those things. And maybe just a few little tips along the way, just enough to get you thinking about it. So before we jump in to that, we want to have our connection card question. So are you guys ready? We're ready. Okay. Okay, so we want to keep this in the context of if you were in a school setting. If you had to teach a subject yourself, what would you teach? And we agreed beforehand we can't say the Bible because we obviously would want to instill the Bible (laughs) into every school for every child. Okay. Something other than the Bible. She did that because I said Bible. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Uh, Spiritual folk. Uh, Definitely something creative, like arts. Arts and crafts. I really did. Okay. I used to teach film and photography at a local high school before we moved up here. And that was a freaking blast. Like that was so much fun. So probably something like still within that vein. And I could see how like middle school and high school kids would love that. Oh, it was so much fun. They did. They loved it. And I loved it. It was, it was a great time. It really was. Yeah. I would love to take in your class. Yeah. I know nothing about that. Maybe I'll have to like teach one up here or something. I have a studio now, so I could like, yes. I could totally teach a film. Yes, you class. could. For like you homeschool could. kids. Yeah, That would be fun, right? That would be yeah. fun. Okay, as we talk about time management and yeah. boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Scratch that. <laughs> I know a lot of people, a lot of people say what I'm about to say, especially in my generation. Um, but I wish I could teach people, not that I know enough to teach people about this, but someone needs to be teaching people like about budgeting, stocks, life skills, contracts. Um, I've, I've told my parents this a couple years ago and they were shocked. I don't think I was ever taught how to write a check or address a envelope. Like I have to Google it every time or ask my parents for help. Like, wow. what do I write in the spaces? Like, I, it may have been mentioned along the way, but yes, it, it was. was not mentioned <laughs> enough to where it should stick like it's a life yeah. skill. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think right. anyone my age, like, would disagree. Like, I have to Google every yeah. time I address an envelope or write a check. Huh. Do, does your age group write checks? 
Um, I used to have to write a check for my car taxes once a year because that used to be the only yeah. thing they would take. But as of last year, I think I noticed they online. did the online. So I've been doing that. I just paid mine this past week, actually, online. So that helps a lot. So I don't have to write that check anymore. <laughs> but envelopes, like when I got married and like addressing thank you notes back to people mm-hmm. in yeah. the mail, I messed up so many because I put things in the wrong corners. Well, I did remind her when she said this, because I taught second grade in the school that they came up in, and it is in the second grade language curriculum. And so they did get it, but they got it one little brief. I know. It's second grade, too. I know. When you will never touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not touching it for 15 more years, probably. Yeah. That's kind of what's happened with cursive too. Oh yeah, I no one literally knows how to write just gonna say, isn't it so crazy? Like what drops off after? Like, like literally, mm-hmm. we have a son who just graduated high school, and he's st- like when he signs his name like on contracts <laughs> and checks, he writes it out. Like yeah. it's yeah. like I'm like mm, okay, do this. Like <laughs> yeah. choose your battles. Right now, I don't know. I struggle every time when I have to sign the back of of one of my paychecks to deposit into the ATM. I. I don't know how to write my new last name since getting married in cursive. Like, I don't know how to differ- Let me, can I help differentiate you? the can I help N you? It's from the R. It's a cursive B and then a scribble. <laughs> well, no, I, it's Morgan now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I know how to do Bartlett. Cursive M and scribble. <laughs> but my dad instilled in me to write the whole thing. He's one of those that like writes out every oh, stroke, letter, dotted yes. I, and he takes a long time. Yeah. So I do that too. Whereas my husband literally just does MM scribble. Yeah. And then, but yeah. yeah, Morgan, I can't differentiate in cursive between an R and an N because an N is just one hump. Yeah. But so is an R. Just oh, yeah, with a little it hook. Is, like, with it a depends little... what letter it comes off of. I will teach you because I taught this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, mine would be, since it can't be Bible. um, How to teach cursive. Yeah, how to teach cursive. (laughs) Because it's so necessary. Um, I would want to do something along the line of ethics and manners. Yeah. Um, Just, you know. Can I take your class? Yes. (laughs) You know, it's usually a shock to everyone. But when I was younger, I I was not the most um, charmed. (laughs) young lady. I, I was a tomboy. I liked, you know, the boy toys. And of course I shouldn't have said it like that. I liked the toys that boys played with cars and shut up, Erica. (laughs) um, Yeah. And, um, Hey, it is what it is. And so, um, you know, it was, you know, my mother felt the need for me to take charm classes. And so the thing is, I know what to do and how to there do it. There were legitimate yeah. charm classes? Yes, there were legitimate like charm classes. in the 1800s when they send up. their daughters no, to go learn etiquette? No, not in the 1800s. <laughs> but like, you put me at like a manners. fancy, you put me in a fancy restaurant, I know what to do. Yeah, see. Yeah. That, I don't. You put I know me in, you work from the outside in on you do, silverware. That's you the do. only thing I know. Yeah, you do yeah. work, but what do you do with the up top one? Okay, so Eat but caviar. even just like you know, looking at someone when you talk, whether you're an introvert yeah. or not, you know, just you know things that just help. And what it does, it eventually helps. Like these things we're talking about, like communication and everything. Yes. Um. So yeah, no one really teaches that stuff anymore. And it's not that it's archaic; it's so helpful. Yeah. And it really yeah, just like social or yeah, like social yeah. skills. Yeah. And it really helps with just kindness. Yeah. And compassion and giving value to that other person. So I think I would 
teach a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I think also, if you think about it, a lot of my thought processes on that come out in this podcast yeah. with ethics and stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's not a biblical yeah. thing, but it's an ethical thing. And, you know, you can usually tie it back to some biblical principle. But yeah, that's yeah. what I would teach. Yeah. Well, I feel like in today's society too, with like kids connecting more and more and more online, yeah, that this is probably like probably pretty soon here going to be like a lost skill set. Mm-hmm. Like people yes. literally like won't even know how to interact in person yes. anymore. Oh yeah, it's it's happening now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we just need to start our own school in all our free time. <laughs> and all those kids will be ethical, yes. great at communication, know how to cursive, and, and make a move. And make a move. <laughs> what more do they I need mean, to know? I mean, yeah, seriously. This is a great. Can I sign up for this school? <laughs> okay. So as we go into this, we're going to tackle one at a time. And um, we're going to go first with time management. And so as believers, We um, have to give an account. We steward everything God gives us. And I know we talk a lot about money when it comes to that, but time is a gift God gives us. And even with that, I kind of put a little caveat there of energy as well. Yep. Because sometimes it's not just the time factor, it's the energy factor that you have to give to things. Mm -hmm. So um, as, as we talk about this, One of the things I just want to say right off the bat with this, because you can go into thinking about time management with what you already have going on, and you may have a lot of stuff going on in your life that doesn't need to be going on. So there needs to be an evaluation of all the stuff in your life. And I know I've done this numerous times. I have sat and written out every little thing that I do or was involved in. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, this has to go, this has to go, this has to go, and then start thinking time management. So with that being said, um, we're trying to think about managing what we've got going on in our life with the hope that you have kind of thought through, okay, what needs to be there and what doesn't need to be there. So let me just throw that out um, to both of you because we all have three completely different lifestyles and we're at different stages Mm -hmm. and we've all experienced other lifestyles and stages. So I think we have enough of a, a... I don't know, a variety between yeah. the three of us. None of us have been retired. Yep. Um, and none of us are at the grandparent stage yet. But <laughs> she yeah. sure isn't. I'm not. <laughs> okay. So anyway, okay. So just a couple thoughts here and I'm going to throw out. How do you plan your work when you have multiple conflicting priorities or tasks to accomplish? Mm. Um, how much time do you take per day, per week to do your task? Let, let's just go to like tasks that we have to do. Remember what we call those limitations? Yes. Things that we limit us as far as doing extras. Mm-hmm. So let me throw it out. Who wants to go first? Lauren? I'll go. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, just coming off the heels of like the spiritual growth plan um, and all that content and whatnot, uh, this kind of plays right into that, you know? So this isn't something that I was regularly practicing up until like two years ago when I, when I started doing this spiritual growth plan, like, or at least not to the degree to which that I'm doing it now. Like I'm, I'm pretty aware of it now. Good, good. Yeah. So, and, and it, it truly, truly has helped me just 
writing everything out, like you said, and just evaluating the busy, like evaluating what is taking my time and whatnot. And like, and, and tracking that to a degree yeah, has really helped me to kind of like, okay, you know, I, I have a story in my head of how the last year went, but then I have like reality on paper staring at me. Mm. And so then you can kind of gauge like what things actually need to change and what things maybe, um, you didn't, okay. Like for instance, let me just, let me just give a, a little example. Uh, over the past summer, my kiddos had to read before they could watch TV. Yeah. And I was like going into this thinking like, oh my goodness, my kids watch way too much TV. The TV's always on. Like, right. My, my brain is telling me a story, but then in reality, like the rule is, is that they have to read for 20 minutes to get two hours. They're six and seven, you know, like we're not like, we're barely reading right now. Okay. So (laughs) I felt like that was like appropriate. Looking at pictures for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Um, and do you know what, like, there, there have not been a lot of days that the kids have been able to even sit down for the full amount of the second set of two hours because, because mm. they have to stop after the first two hours. And so I'm like, if my kids watch two hours of TV a day, like, I don't know. In in my book, maybe there's like somebody out there who's like a screen time, like right, yeah. guru, whatever. but that's like pretty good in my book. And yeah. so like my brain's telling me one thing, but then the reality says something completely different. Like yeah. actually, no, it's only been like one or two occasions in the past two and a half months that my kids have watched more than two hours yeah. of TV, you know? So anyways, I say all that to say it's helpful to have it all written out and like to mm. have it tracked. And then I can make more accurate measures of how to plan out my time and plan out my seasons and stuff in the future based off of what reality actually is. So, so I think what you're saying is, and it's a great starting point, think about it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, when and I have count- a way to like ac- accurately think about it. Yes. I know I've counseled a lot of women on this and they live, and this is the terminology they live with every day, just slapping them in the face. Yes. They wake up and it's just like, Oh, you know, the today or the rest of the week or yes. the, the month or even the year, they don't even think past yeah. the moment they're in. Yeah. And so just to say, okay, take a moment mm-hmm. and think about what's getting the time in your yeah. life. And like, what's going to go into, I know for sure that when, cause I kind of have like a hybrid schedule where I work part-time out of the year. And then the rest of the year, I'm kind of home with my kid. Well, my kids are in school and stuff, but that, that was an issue for me. Like very early, like when my kids were young babies at home, toddlers, and I was a stay at home mom. I mean, like I barely ever like was, was, um, calculated with my time. Yeah. I just, that is, that was me. I just let every day slap me in the face. Every day was just like, okay, what are we going to do today? You know, I had like a basic schedule around like my kids nap and eating schedules. We don't think about dinner till five 30. Yeah. 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 You know, or like never, and never mind spiritual growth or anything like that. Like it was just like, I don't know, I'm going to try and read my Bible today. Like, you know, so yeah. Good. Something that I'm, I'm just pretty, I've always been a list maker whether it's a mental list or a physical list um, or something like in a calendar or a planner um, or on your phone. Um, Mm. Like my notes app is constantly being used. Um, Like for example, uh, we just recently got back from a trip with my family and I make, you know, a list for packing, a list for what my husband needs to make sure he packs or a list of things that 
um, we need to do to prep for vacation or things mm -hmm. I need to get done around the house before we go on vacation. Um, stuff like that. It's list making for me. Um, but a, an example like for the question, um, how do you plan your work when you have multiple conflicting tasks? So like yesterday, uh, I had a list of four things outside of regular work schedule that I knew I needed to accomplish yesterday, technically actually five. Um, and I wrote down my five things and then I numbered them out into priority categories, one through five. I knew I needed to uh, prep for this today, mm -hmm. yesterday, finish out doing some things on our outlines. Um, I knew I needed to eventually start working on some other things for the podcast, our show notes for mm -hmm. upcoming episodes. Um, I have something to do with a church event, a women's event. I had to get something sent to a lady on our admin team. Um, and then I had to run to CVS to pick up probiotics. <laughs> and then I had to deposit a check um, and up update my budget sheet at home for our uh, budget. So I organized all of those. So I guess that was six things. And I organize them by when is thing when are things going to be due, and that automatically means they're more pressing. They're at the top of yeah. the list. I knew this was we were recording today, mm -hmm. so I knew I the top of the list had to be yeah the prepping for today's episode. The show notes editing for future episodes was not as pressing as prepping for today, right? Because right. this is due first. Right. The CVS probiotics was a little bit more pressing than <laughs> why? <laughs> because I ran out yesterday. Oh. <laughs> And I knew I can't miss a day or it Why? messes up your system. So that was number two for me. And you might think, oh, no, running over intended. two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she walked right into that one, Lauren. She just oh punched that fast face and was like, boom. She's bright red. Oh my Her brother will love we that. We cannot one. cut this. No, no cutting on that one. All right. The probiotics are important. My mother taught me that. She preaches probiotics. Anyway, so I knew that was my task number two of the day. All right. Children, children, calm down. Children, calm down. Bring us back, Erica. Bring us back. And then my task number three was something that I have due on Sunday for that other church uh, admin team lady I needed to get to her, a playlist I needed to make for her. Um, so, And then the other things like the budget, I can do that whenever it comes up. So basically my concept is, mine is always like, what is most pressing? That gets pushed to the top of the list. And things that I can do in the next few days are on the bottom. So that's just like a, and that makes, that seems obvious to me. That's just how my brain works, how I categorize things. But some, I've talked to a lot of people my age. That is not how, the, they're just doing the thing that presents itself in the moment. Yes. Like, oh, someone texted me. Oh, I need to work on the thing that's due two weeks from now. But you aren't working the thing that's due two days from now. Right. Yeah. They're right. just taking it as it comes rather than thinking, all right, look at my month. What is due the coming week? What is due the coming month? And I need to categorize them by most pressing, urgent need. So that's kind yeah. of how I do it. And I physically write it out. And I'm one of the mm -hmm. people that loves to highlight or cross through or check mark. Yeah, uh, I like my check Or marks. the bubble, bubble marks on the notes app on the phone. Mm -hmm. um, or setting reminders on the phone like every day at at 10 p.m., I get a take your vitamins reminder. And because when I don't yes. do that, I will not take them. I just mm -hmm. know myself in the yeah. busy of, you know, getting ready for the next day, setting out my clothes, trying to get into bed, washing my face, cleaning up, you know, the kitchen. It'll be 1030. I get in the bed and I didn't take my vitamins, which right. I know that's a very granny thing to remind yourself about. But whatever your thing is that you know you should be doing every day, yeah. it's a simple reminder to put on your phone. And you, it just I helps. do that. 
Yeah, I see a lot of people using the reminder concept mm-hmm. um, with their phones. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great thing. Um, I've read some stuff, though, that, um, you know, how statistics and how things are going, that more people are missing things when they only use digital calendars yeah. versus the old day planners, planners. Yeah. And so um, I think there's a lot to be said about, especially like a month. Yeah. Seeing the whole month and, okay, so I do have this big project coming up, but in my, you know, in my digital thing, I'm not going to see that. Yeah, you don't even, yeah, it kind of And so let me just plan, 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 do all this fun stuff and all these invites that come up. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, Here's that thing that I actually need a time. And mm-hmm. so I am I am a strong proponent of still a paper calendar in some form. Not that you can't use the phone stuff. I, yeah. I can see the benefit of the phone stuff in a lot of ways. But I've also seen how the person will see the phone thing. Yeah. And then start scrolling a little bit as yeah. well. Yes. Okay. Well, it's funny because... You know, two years ago, like we just talked about in previous episodes, the spiritual growth plan, that's when I started is two years ago with the spiritual growth planner. And ever since then, I have done a hybrid. So I use my phone and my growth planner. And like, I even literally have it on my task list. Okay, now you need to take your growth planner and transfer it into your phone calendar so that I have both because it's, it's like you just said when I can see a month laid out and like all of the things that are coming in that month, like I can v- pretty easily just like by one glance see like, oh, I could probably add one more smaller thing or like, no, yeah, I can't add anything else. Like my month is done. My next commitment that I have to give is the next month or, yeah. you know, or two months, you know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, it's really helpful visually seeing it all laid out. Something small and random real quick that I just recently thought of to start doing. I don't know why I never thought about this before was when I'm in a conversation with someone and I don't have my planner in front of me and they're like, oh, what about, you know, the weekend of the 17th? Mm-hmm. You want to do something? I always say I have to check my planner. Yeah, I have yep. to go because everything falls onto the planner. Yes. Yep. Because I think most people go like, oh, yeah, that should work. And they don't think about it till mm-hmm. the 16th when right. they realize I have conflicting things on the 17th now, and I'm going to have to bail on someone that I currently committed to. Yeah. You do not want to be that person. (laughs) Um, But what I've started doing is I will text myself in that conversation and be like, let me check my planner when I get home. But sometimes I would forget to actually go home and get back with that person once I check the planner. So I will literally text Erica Morgan in my phone. Yeah. And I will keep that text message pulled up until like as an unread notification until I get home and like, oh, that text message, I texted myself to check planner for 17th and get back to so-and-so. Well, I've taken that a step further because I started realizing every time I taught a class, every time I spoke at a church or did something like that afterwards, I would have like a list of women saying, Hey, can you this? And could we, and could you, and could this? And so I would go home and frantically try to set all those things up. Yeah. Now I've, I've done what Erica said for a while. I don't commit to anyone or anything without checking my planner ever. And the thing is, I don't carry my planner with me for that very reason. Yeah. Um, So that I have to go home. And so what if I forget what those people ask me? Well, what I started doing is, why don't you text me and email and remind me? And what I found is, 
Well, if it's important enough to them, they will. Most of them never got back with me when I was assuming this responsibility of a meeting that with women, it it seems so serious. And I'm like, okay, so now it's like, if they really want to meet with me or if they really want this, this resource or something, they'll contact me. Right. And so I guess that's been some boundaries, time management. Yeah. But I think, you know, even what we're all saying here, there's still something that, I don't know. It's hard not to go back to this. You know, it's that old thing, the necessary versus the urgent. Yeah. We always do that urgent first. And sometimes that has to be done like how Erica was explaining it. But what she didn't exactly say was she's already put that within the context of her, her spiritual growth planning. Mm -hmm. So overall spiritual growth takes or her spiritual life Mm -hmm. takes the priority Mm -hmm. now under that how did the limitations take priority within that yep because we can constantly live going to that urgent thing yeah and not going to the necessary so some of the things we talked about were the the um, productivity tools and i think we said some of those yeah um okay so one of them was like time blocking Mm -hmm. and Uh, This terminology was kind of new to me, but then I realized I was doing it without realizing what the thing was. So have you guys heard of time blocking? Yes. Yep. And what have you heard about it? Um, Okay. So I, I forget when I was introduced to this, it was, it was before the spiritual growth planning and stuff like that. But basically you look at your day as chunks of time instead of like hour by hour. So you have like a more, you have morning, afternoon, Um, and then evening. Right. And so, and instead of like planning out, like, I mean, obviously if you have a doctor's appointment at two o'clock or something, you're going to put that in, but like for accomplishing tasks or, or you have like a project to work on or something, I'm going to take Tuesday morning and I'm going to work on this project Yeah. instead of like, you know, from like nine to two. Yeah. Another example, um, when I think of time blocking, two things come to mind. Um, like relating uh, to like my spiritual growth planner, I looked at it like we're saying from the month, you know, I view, bird's eye view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said Mm -hmm. that really wrong. Um, But looking at the whole month perspective and I just know when I set out with the spiritual growth planner last September and I went to the, to the class and all that kind of things. And she encouraged us, mom encouraged us, please look at your, and Lauren, because you actually taught it, was like, uh, please look at the month. And if you need to color code, like Mm -hmm. everything, like for me, everything that is church related, I do in blue, everything Mm -hmm. that is personal, whether it's going to the grocery store, taking a shower. Yes. I, I write down every time I schedule my showers (laughs) because that's how organized I am. Um, everything personal or a doctor's appointment is in pink. Everything work related is in red. Everything, you know, blah, 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 blah. Everything like budget or money related is in green paydays, green. So everything is color coded. So when I look at my whole month and I realize on a seven day week basis, Mm -hmm. I am normally doing something church related four to five like four days out of the week Mm -hmm. and then add in my regular full-time job, the red stuff, that's five days a week. Right. And then my personal stuff, doctor's appointments, going over somewhere for dinner, you know, doing grocery runs, whatever isn't it, it gets busy real fast. Yeah. So if you just, for me, the color coding really helped on the month's perspective because I was able to see I'm doing a lot of time for church. Obviously, I have my full-time job. I'm doing a lot of stuff for me and and my husband in our home life. Right. Where is like, 
where am I supposed to make room for the spiritual stuff? Right. right. And that's when I started time blocking, taking out, I have to limit. For me, I've made a kind of a rule, a tentative rule. My goal is I have to be home three nights a week. Yeah. I, it's Good. really hard for me if someone says, oh, you want to come over for dinner? If it's on my, if depending on how my stuff falls out, you know, Monday through Sunday, mm-hmm. I know I have four other things that week. I cannot be stealing from my three or I will, me and my husband will go a whole week and we will mm. not be at home on the same night for seven days in a row. Yep. And yeah. that's unhealthy. Yeah. That is yes. not good for anyone. Yeah. So that's a time blocking thing I use. Yeah. But also like, I just noticed my boss uh, in our um, email system the other day, she uses time blocking in a way I had not personally used before. I just noticed this in the past couple of days, she's prepping to go out of town for vacation next week. And so she time blocks this past week, prepping for next week being out, she time blocked two or three different spaces this past week of just two hours prepping for PTO on Tuesday afternoon. Yes. And then Thursday morning, prepping for PTO. Yeah. Just mm. planning, setting aside yes. where, and we all know as her, you know, people that work for her, don't bother her during those those spots. Yeah. She is doing other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was an, an, an Well, it sounded like too a lot of boundary stuff mm-hmm. is yeah, in I was that. Just and say that. I love to hear that you guys knew to respect her boundary. Mm, yeah. You know? And you know, I'm sure she's cause, you know, she's a pretty wise lady in business from what I've heard. And I'm sure though that if in that time period an emergency, an urgent right. thing right. came up, right. she's learned the difference between urgent and necessary. Yeah. Right. But it's not for me to just go bombard her during right. two to four where she clearly has blocked off prepping for next week PTO. Yeah. Like for me to, hey, you want to talk about, you know, something fun? Like that's not the time. Yeah. yeah. She has a boundary set for her right now for these two hours. Yeah. I'm respecting that. Right. Yeah. Let's come back to that in boundaries because I know I've heard my husband say like some people will know that the certain time he's supposed to be having his time and they'll be, they'll like knock on the door like, Hey, I know you're in here, but I just wanted to make sure and see if you're started yet. And he's like, yeah. So you saw the sign. <laughs> yeah. You saw the big red neon sign that yeah. says, this is my time where no one's supposed to be right bothering me. But right. you said, I'm bypassing that. I'm the exception. Yes. How yes. Disrespectful. Okay. okay. He needs like, he needs one of those on air. <laughs> Yes. Like, yeah, vacancy, where the light no comes vacancy. on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, let's kind of bring this down. Like we, we have this thing, the concept of overwhelmed with work or schedule. How do you handle that? So in my mind, mm-hmm. I live in a constant state of what I call for me regrouping. Mm. So there was in, in the month of um, end of June going into July, our son who was in the Marines had some time off coming home back and forth type things. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, so at the end of that, um, we had to send him off on a Sunday afternoon. And that Monday, I did my regrouping. Yes, because, you know, I let two or three weeks be a yep. little flexible, but I had to come back and let me regroup. Yeah. Okay. Where am I at on this? Where am I at on that? And then that Monday I just started tackling, yes. you know, my work projects and things according to what, what you guys have right. said, this, this urgent, what needed to be done this week. Like, yeah. but we were to the point where both toilets were getting hard to use. <laughs> and um, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is urgent. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is urgent. <laughs> so um, I think, you know, that we do get overwhelmed even as good as we plan. Yeah. So I know like Erica, I, I can tell when Erica's overwhelmed mm. and um, <laughs> yeah. transparent moment a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> um, I was getting overwhelmed with life. 
and in our prep call, <laughs> they both knew it. And, <laughs> and I think there was some texting going on back and forth behind my back. What? Of, you know, Erica's going through it or something. <laughs> Let's just tread lightly. <laughs> and then I, I said later on, like, yeah, I knew y'all could tell. And it was just a bad, I had not, I had overextended myself yes. in the previous two weeks yeah. Yeah. because I let things come in to my, to my rules and my boundaries. Yes. And I let things slide for a little too long. And just like that, you find yep. yourself, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm being short with everyone. I'm yep. irritated. I'm not getting asleep. I have not spent time in the word. Like just like that, yep. you can yeah. be a great planner like I am. I'm yep. as organized as they come. Yeah, she but is. But just yeah. like that, you <laughs> yes. overextend yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is the reason why this topic is so necessary. Like, because even, the, I mean, even us who are like <laughs> spiritually gifted at yeah, <laughs> can still like bend on their boundaries or yeah. bend on their rules. And like, and the thing is, is that we're not saying like be rigid and absolutely right, everything. Right. Like there that's are not, exceptions. Of course. Like, but to know yourself enough to know that when the bend is going to cause like for, like for boundaries, for instance, like my, I, I heard this somewhere. I have no idea where, but it's boundaries are to keep you close to God, not far from people or far from tasks or far from anything in your life. Or you know, far from God. You or, know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but the reason why we put boundaries in place is because our spiritual walk with Jesus is way too important to yeah. let some of those other things like take precedence over that, you yeah. know? And so like, when you know that you could probably bend a little bit more during certain seasons, like then let yourself bend. But like for me, for instance, when I'm in my work seasons, I already know, like I'm dealing with a lot of stuff that's pretty stressful. That just takes a lot of urgency, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, I'm, I'm, it's only twice a year and everything else. I just know that I have a propensity for stress way more during those seasons. Yeah than in other seasons. And so I tend to hold those seasons a little bit stricter. Yeah. And yeah. I and I purposefully don't add things in because I don't want to be heinous to people around me. Yeah. Because I don't want to like I I still want to shine in those months. Yeah. And I know that it's gonna take a little bit more for me because I'm a little bit more stressed out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like something well, Oh sorry. Well you, you know let's go to like this concept because I think I think we're merging naturally into yeah. a boundary type conversation. Yes. But I do want to do this. Like, okay, so what one type personal implement, implement what's that word? Implementation. implementation. That yeah. um, <laughs> for time management or a, a, a tool that you guys have found. But as well, um, that's, that's what my plan is. I use a planner. And whether it's the spiritual growth planner you choose to use or not, I use a planner. I have to see. Yeah. I have to see it. Yeah. So that is my one one time implementation. And I've chosen a day where I try not to do any meetings with people. Um, every once in a while, I have to I have to budge on that. But if I budge on it, I have to make it up. Yeah. Because there's just stuff that happens during that day that just can't be let go. Yeah. So those are some things I've put into my, you know, just seeing that planner. Yeah. I would say, um, kind of like Erica, where I do lists, I have a lot of lists and a lot of, um, and, and then even in the list, like I separate them out to like where the task goes. So I have like a ministry list, a work list and a home list, home slash family or whatever. Mm -hmm. And whatever tasks I have, they go like under those lists, you know? 
Um, and so that, that's really helpful for me. I've also heard mentioned or seen like an idea somewhere for like the paperless doing post-it notes Mm -hmm. and like actually, um, and then you can, instead of like crossing it off or whatever, like continuing to put it off, you can like actually physically move the post-it notes to like, okay, I'm going to do these three things today, you know? So I've seen that. So that's kind of, that's my intentionality. sounds like in that as well. I feel like this whole thing is like, I know it's, it's intentional living and I know that it's exhausting, but to, to have to live and exist in the other side of it is like, it's so soul sucking. It is like when you don't live intentionally. So yes, this, like this type of, of living does require a certain amount of effort, you know, it does, but the fruit and the benefit that comes from it, like versus the other way where you're just kind of like drifting and being, I think of that verse that talks about you're being tossed to and fro with every wind that comes your way, you know, like you just, cause that's like, that's kind of how I felt before I started living this way. I'm just like, Oh, I'm just kind of, you know, and there's just this, there's a level of peace that like, no matter how much you want it, like you just cannot attain to when yeah. you're just kind of living yeah. in the go with the flow or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's, there's the sense of satisfaction. It may not be for everyone. If you're not a type A person, I don't know, but if you're a type B person that maybe doesn't think about, you know, the, the organizing and the planners and the post-its and the list and the reminders and all that kind of thing, um, maybe just try it out for just one week, whatever technique we've talked about, but See if, if at the end of the week and you look back at the last seven days, you don't just have a little like inkling of satisfaction. Like I know what I did for the last seven weeks, going back to like stewardship. Yeah. Like I can tell you the last seven days, what I've spent my time and energy on. Yeah. This is what I prioritize. This is what I didn't. This is what fell off. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I'm accountable from the last seven days because I have been tangibly, you know, prioritizing it. Right. Um, and then when you do a whole month, you get to yes. the end of the year, like with the spiritual growth planner, you get to the end of your year. And the, and one of the, the awesome things about it is like, it's not because we tend to um, glamorize when we get to the end of the year because it's like Christmas time and you're going yeah. into the new year and you're so excited to start <laughs> your new yeah, yeah. your new stuff. And like, and you're like, oh, this past year has been great and I've got so much stuff done. Or you maybe have the other. It's like, oh, this past year sucked. I didn't get anything done or yeah. well, it's ending on a bad note. If something, you know, horrible happened in your life, you yeah. feel yeah. awful about the past year. Yeah. But actually you have the ability to pull out your planner yeah. and you can just walk through each month and like, actually, I read that book here. Yes. I did this study here. I met with this lady here. Yes. I, I got, you know, I worked through this prayer list. Yes. It's like you actually have proof and a, it serves as a reminder, almost like journaling your yeah, prayers yeah. for some yeah. people. Yes. You can go back and it's a testament and a yes. reminder that, you know what? He was faithful all year long. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Well, and you know, I know most, the three of us, our minds tend toward this a little bit more. If your mind doesn't tend, get a friend whose mind does. Okay. Well, can I speak to that a little bit? Because I am that person. Okay. Like I am the type B, like I'm a creative, like that is literally like, I'm a creative. Okay. Everyone knows what that yeah. means. <laughs> it means you drive everyone crazy yeah. around you. She's wanting right? to teach I movies. Create. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> and so I am naturally an artist. I'm naturally like, I kind of, you know, I thrive in a little bit of chaos and a little bit of mess and everything else, you know, like, well, <laughs> That's what at least we like to tell ourselves is that we thrive in the chaos, <laughs> yeah. right? But then like at the end of the day, when everything quiets down, we like literally look at the bomb that just went off of our day and we're like, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't feel good. Yeah. yeah. And so I am like, so please know, A, 
you are capable of yes. it. And just yes. because, and the, man, the Lord had to do a little bit of pruning for me in this because yeah. for a long time, I prayed just a little side note story for a long time. I prayed, Lord, I just want more self-control. I just want more self-control. And I like clearly distinctly remember the Lord bringing to my mind, consider the cost. Yeah. Because something's going to go if yep. I give you more yep. self-control. Yep. And I like so clearly remember thinking, yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. I considered it. It's too yep. high. I don't want to pay that. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm good. like, I mean, like full, full disclosure. And I was like, you know, I actually, you know what, Jesus, I kind of like that. I'm like pretty like chill and go with the flow and like have like a nice, easygoing nature and blah, 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 blah. And like, I considered the cost and I was like, nope, too expensive, too high. Yeah. And then the Lord kind of like allowed me to live in that for a little bit while longer. Mm. Not long after that, I was introduced to spiritual growth planner. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden I realized like, oh man, I chose wrong. Like I mm. can, I chose me. I considered the cost. I said it was too expensive and too high. And I chose me. And yeah. the goal in life is to like crucify your flesh yeah. to become less like you and more like Christ. And that's like what this journey has been for me yeah. is like the Lord bringing to fruition, like a prayer that I've had for a long time that he had to show me the value in like, yeah, God was one of the most disciplined, like nothing stopped him from the cross. Right. Like he was the most disciplined, pointed, measured person like to exist. Mm -hmm. And if we're supposed to become more like Christ and less like ourselves, I truly believe that this is yes. one of the ways that we get there. So I think that's a good time to go into the boundary, you know, um, once again, a huge topic. And so as I thought about like, man, where do we, oh, boundaries can be a dangerous thing to talk about if you can't really know a whole situation. Yeah. And so, you know, I could share an example of how I had to set a boundary in a family situation. Mm. But I know very quickly that another young woman could be like, well, Deanna did this, so I'm going to yeah. do it too, without them <laughs> knowing the entire process. So yeah, one thing I do want to do is I don't want to go real deep into that type of stuff. If yeah. we can kind of keep it more to just my personal, like what you just said, yeah, like the boundaries in my own life mm -hmm. for me. Yes, there's going to be times where we have to set boundaries with other people. Yes. But for me, the first person is myself and my own boundaries. Mm -hmm. So one thing I, I see a lot is um, because we just live in the, the society and culture we live in where lots of money can be spent, whether we have it or not. Right. We can do lots of fun things. Mm -hmm. I can see how it's very easy to choose just doing fun things all the time entertaining ourselves constantly. Mm -hmm. And that ends up becoming a reason why we cannot do the things we ought to be yeah, doing. Yeah, that becomes like our, yeah. Our, yes. We boundary out spiritual things because exactly. we're too busy with our, yeah. Something I thought of when she said the boundary quote earlier, that I, you've said that quotes a, a few times throughout yeah. the podcast so far. And I had I just had a visual for the first time when you explained it that way for some reason. Mm. Like, what are we... A boundary is in like a visual fence. What are you actually putting the fence around? Yeah. That's what yes. prioritizes. Great. Like yes. 
it's you, your relationship with the Lord and with yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's that little triune little you, yes. your the Holy Spirit within you and the and yes. God. That's what's inside the fence. It's not yes. my comfort zone. It's right. not yeah. my leisure, right. my fun, it, you know, getting to do what I want. Yeah. It's no, no, no. This is all for the spiritual in yeah. the middle. Right. That's what we're putting the fence around. Right. Yes. What's in your fence? Yes. Good. Yeah, good, the way good way of thinking that. Yeah. The way that I explain this, because we, we, I just recently had a conversation with a couple of friends about this. Um, um, like experiencing just some relational issues and everything. And she's like, you know, how do I, like this person is causing some like, you know, turmoil and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it's starting to affect and trickle down to these other things. And like, what I try and say is like, our goal, our goal is to be Christ-like. Right. Our goal is to be as loving and patient and kind, like mm-hmm. all these things with uh, with people, like, right? We are the salt and the light of the earth. That right. is our goal. However, each and every one of us are in a different level of spiritual maturity, mm-hmm. you know, and and or season of life, you know, where you can handle like your threshold is a little bit larger, or maybe it's a little bit shorter. And the way that like, I kind of had counseled this person is like, what, what is your degree to which all of you start, you stop acting like Christ. (laughs) Like Mm. you now no longer have patience. You are now mistreating maybe your family and your kids and your husband, and you're just being shorter and you're barking more or Or you're just falling away from the commands of scripture. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like where, where is your limit? Because if you have to like, yes, our call is to love difficult people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We are called to enter into their crap and and try and like give them a lifeline and call them back in to follow Christ with us and everything else. However, there are certain seasons of life or just certain degrees of maturity to where you might be able to handle it and you might not. Yeah. So if you need to draw a healthy boundary saying I can only spend this amount of time with this person before my relationship with Christ starts becoming effect, like affected by it and then I start disintegrating, then then yeah, you need to go ahead and put some some boundaries in place and just start to evaluate that, you know, like, and it's not, I, I constantly have conversations with people who think that boundaries are like unfair or that they're unloving, Mm. you know, that like we are called to constantly enter into other people's messes and everything else, which is true. But if it is true, if it's causing your disintegration (laughs) with your relationship with God, then a boundary is needed. When you said just one of the comments you said, I see this a lot with um, young mothers. Yeah. And even heading into mothers and slash grandmothers of my age, because um, I'll see them be like, oh, well, you know, you know, my kids need me at this time of the morning and stuff. And they just want to and I just I'm not able to have that time with the Lord. You fight for that time. Mm-hmm. You teach those children that for you to be the mama that God wants you to be, mama needs to have this time with the Lord. And if I have to stick you in front of a tablet, yes, that's what we will do. Yep. And, you know, even just tell, teaching mamas that, listen, those children are going to manipulate you <laughs> and have you convinced that if you don't give them 100% attention all day long yeah. and entertain them every weekend and every mm-hmm. evening that you're not a good mama. Yeah. That's a worldly philosophy. So mm-hmm. when I talk to a younger mother, I'm like, you better 
fight hard for the boundary of your time with the Lord. Yeah. And with that, I put in, and I, I know I have a lot of disagreeers on this, but I, I'll, I'll go to my death believing this. Until you make the boundary of my family needs to be with the body of Christ. Yep. You're going you're going to have consequences that yep. you don't want to have. And so so when we look at this, okay, like, you know, look at all these other mothers doing all these other things with their children and surely I have to like give all this stuff to my children and and take every trip possible and 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 just I mean, one, just think about the money that's being spent on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then you got to think, okay, my children have come to see that my boundary is we will do whatever is fun for us first. Mm-hmm. And then the work of the Lord, time with the Lord, mm-hmm. following scripture, being obedient to the commands of scripture, that is what goes outside yeah. of the boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, boundaries, like we, we have a couple things here, like boundaries, it's not excuses to not do stuff you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not just going to set boundaries because I don't want to do something. Boundaries yeah. is a process of saying no mm-hmm. to the less important things. And it gets really hard when you're looking at two things that you deem important. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we deem our marriage, family and children as the most important thing in the world. Work. Yeah. And in yeah, it may be work. Yeah. It may be work. Um, or, I mean, it's getting to where like our me time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the world has done a beautiful, masterful job of convincing us that these things are the things that we need to put the most focus in when sometimes those are the things that actually need some boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. What you just said about boundaries help um, help you say no to the lesser things. Mm-hmm. You could say that in, in, in a flip a coin way of it helps the yeses become more clear. Yeah. It, it just deduces it, like it really easily. It just dilutes the confusion when you know, well, what's in my fence? What am I going to, you know, let in the gate and what am I not? Because you can decide every once in a while, you know, an exception can be made to the rule. Right. You can open the gate, but the gate just doesn't stay open for anything to walk into. And back to what Lauren was saying, in seasons of your life, the, the fence may be higher and the mm-hmm. fence may be lower or the, you know, not to get too visual and, and uh, uh, literal, but like there may be like a wrought iron fence where you can yeah. kind of get through. Yeah. And there may be like where it's just like planks and there's yeah. no space in between. An electric right. fence. Because if you're going, <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Yeah. yeah. Where, and you're just in a space where like I know for me and the Lord, because that's what's in my fence. Yep. Is that's what I'm protecting is. It has to be an electric fence right now. Yes. That's mm-hmm. how that's how needy I am. That's how yep. that's how thirsty I am. That's mm-hmm. how out of touch with him I've been for the last yeah. six months. I need six months of electric fence. Yes. Or if you yeah. get back to a place where you can start incorporating other things and your fence can just become a little white picket. Yeah. And you can get back to that kind of like balance, yes. whatever, and yeah. open the gate for some things. But it's it the yes has become clearer when you have boundaries. It's when you yeah. don't have any fence and everything and anything just walks in the front oh, door. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's every, it's like we talked about time management. It's every little fun invitation. Yeah. Hey, you want to go do this this weekend with us? Yeah, sure. It yeah. doesn't matter that the past three weekends I've also given to just yep. fun and, yes. and yeah. spending money on all these things. And me and my family has not been in church for three weeks. Right. You know, um, it's, yeah, it's, and it's, I, I also noticed with a boundary, 
saying no and yes is usually a challenge for me. Yes. And that is, I'm not saying it's a 100% um, definer of if it's a good boundary or not, mm -hmm. but it's usually going to be something that's going to be, okay, I really want the other thing that mm -hmm. I know I need. And that goes yes. back to the cost. Yes. Yes. Cost. yes. Yep. And not, another thing I just thought of is not judging other people's fences. Yeah. Other people's boundary lines. Yeah. Because you don't know what season they've just come out of or mm -hmm. what they're in. And what they're struggling and behind closed doors or with the Lord or if they have family stuff going on. Like some people, the fences is going to is going to vary. But I'm not judging Lauren's fence because it's different than mine. Mm -hmm. Right. In this season. But right there now. is a, a bottom line of biblical slash spiritual. Yeah. That as long as, as God is within your fence. Well, and and I, you know, as a sister in Christ, I'm told I'm commanded to be observant Mm -hmm. which the word right. can be judging of another person's spiritual walk. Right. So I look at you two mm -hmm. and um, I'm responsible that you're in my sphere. If I start seeing that the boundaries you're setting mm -hmm. because of a, a mind that is being affected by other things, mm -hmm. um, it, it's going in a different direction. It's my responsibility to come to you and say, mm -hmm. listen, let me hear your story. Where are you at right now? Yep, I just yeah. did that with a girl this week. Yep. The thing is, she's doing lots of good things. Right. And I was able to say, now, listen, some of this church stuff we may need to reevaluate. Right. But I'm just going to tell you, that's usually the exception, not the rule. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I, I want to be gentle with that. But I also have a responsibility. If I see Erica and Matt just going off and we need to spend more time with each other mm -hmm. to the exclusion of um, their time with the Lord, right? Spending money that they just don't have, right? Um, pulling away from their Christian friends and community, right? That's when I come in. I'm like, okay, you may be a little off balance in your boundaries, right? Yeah, I guess judge was the wrong word. Like judge yeah. in the biblical sense, like observe and help keep accountable, yeah, right. and and counsel and wisdom. Yeah, more I was meaning like um, comparing. And forcing your fence onto other people. Yes. Yeah. Like it just like everyone has different buckets. Yeah. Right. To the energy. And thing. everyone yeah. has different levels that they can act like that they can do well, you yeah. know, in different right. seasons. So yeah. yeah. No, I understand that. Okay. So um okay, so let's say you've set a boundary. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do you go about making others aware of that boundary? Do you just have it? And then you expect them to figure it out or they tried to cross it. And then you, well, I've got a boundary set here and you, you know, you're not crossing any thoughts on that. Erica's eyes are lighting up. She's got something I, she's want to say. When we first, when me and my husband got married about coming up on a, a year soon, we had a discussion where we just said, you know, us getting married, we're going to have some boundaries, like with our schedule back to the. How many days a week we're going to be out? us? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I, well, the other way around, I had a discussion with with Mama about how our relationship was going to change. And I actually felt like I, I needed more <laughs> after I left. Yes, she did. It was than surprising. what she originally thought. <laughs> yeah. But um, when we were just talking through getting married, you know, this is what we will do. This is what we will not do. We agreed upon some things. Um, we, you know, uh, give and take in those conversations, but there was just a, a conversation and I'm not going to give specifics about something to do with, um, how we will lend our time in serving at church. Mm -hmm. We believe in serving at church yes. and mm -hmm. being, a, and regularly serving at church and being faithful in that and, com and keeping our commitments. But we did 
have a line where we will not like I don't want to go four weeks in a row every month and never get to sit beside my husband. Yeah. During church. Mm -hmm. Like we will not not do like he will not be serving four weeks in a row and then me too where we will not sit together. Mm. And, you know, different seasons during church. It was right. like, oh, we need y'all more to serve. We don't have anybody else. And I was like, mm -mm, I'm not. And this is like people who mean well, like yes. they need people on a roster to serve because right. we don't have enough people. Right. I, I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, and Matt was a little, he hates confrontation. And so he kept <laughs> saying, well, well, talk to Erica. <laughs> he kept deferring to me because he didn't want to tell people no. But I, I had to, I mean, three different times people came back and were like, please, we, we need him for like two or three weeks of the month. And I was like, we're not doing it. I'm yeah. sorry. It's it's like for the health of like us, like yeah. we, I can't do that. Sorry. Yeah. Like, yep. and I felt bad about it. That's something yeah. that I struggle with is like, People who, like, I repeatedly, I said, this is a boundary. This is a boundary. Yeah. And I said it in the most respectful, calm, loving way that I could. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. this is for the health of us. Yeah. And our spiritual, individually, and together as a, a new married couple. Mm -hmm. Like, and it, people just kept pushing and pushing. And I was like, how far do you let it go before you're just like, stop asking? Yeah. I've said four times now. Yeah. Like, when do, yeah. I, that's what I struggle to navigate. The guilt comes in. Yeah. 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 I, I And I think this is. Uh, this is one of those things because you got it like, so let's say we have another couple that do nothing in the church. Right. And they're like, our boundary is we will only come to church and we sit with each other because this is our time <laughs> together. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, now are you a missionary Monday through Friday? Cause then, okay. You know, they well, sit together at yeah. church every Sunday. Well, but, but the <laughs> thing is you're supposed to be serving your body, you know? And so, okay. So I look it's at true. that and I'm like, dad, Daddy and I never sit together in church. Right. Mm -hmm. I've, okay. So and that's what drew me not having a pastor as a husband. Right. I said, I never really had both my parents when my dad was pastoring beside me in church. Yeah. I want different because yeah. we can have different. Yeah. Well, yeah. And to me, just like, okay, well, that that's just how it is. But in my area, it was when we first came to this church, I... I'm just a church girl. I always say I don't know anything else, but I do know a lot of the church stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a lot of holes when we first came. And I'm like, okay, I could, I could, I could fix a lot of these holes. Mm -hmm. And so, especially in the children's area. Mm -hmm. And so by then I learned what my ministry gifting was. Mm -hmm. And so this is where my labor of love came in. And yeah. I said, okay, I will serve in the kinder church. And now, now they do like the rotation thing. And I'm like, I'll do one of those six weeks. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I will not be the first person you call if you need something else. Now that can sound rough at first and not everyone can say that. But the thing is, I do a lot of other ministry things when I walk into that building on right. Sunday to where I can't give myself right. to that. But there's a lot of women that could or men. Right. And so I think this is the crazy thing with boundaries that um, it's so individual that you have to make right. sure all this other spiritual and biblical stuff is in place. Right. Which if goes back to the intentionality. If yes. you're not, so like, okay, how do I implement some boundaries? Yeah. Okay, well, start with evaluating. Yes. And start with like, you know what I mean? Like before you set all your boundaries, 
actually evaluate what it is that yes. you're setting boundaries for. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, all that stuff is good. So yes, make people aware yeah. if there is a boundary that you're setting, if they need to. Yeah. Um, and and do it in a loving way. If it's a familial relationship, you know, get some counsel on that. Yeah. Before you go cutting people out of your life. Yeah. Um, because the world will have you thinking, I remember when Oprah got big on this, toxic people and toxic relationships. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I hear people like, oh, she's toxic. She's out of my life. Oh, they're toxic. They're toxic. And I'm like, man, everybody's toxic just because you don't, you don't agree just with them. Just because you don't yeah. agree with them. Yeah. And so, that's what goes back to like, you need to evaluate your own, like what you can manage in your life. Like how, like, are you spiritually mature enough to handle this person? Have you grown in some areas of your life? Um, is like define toxic. Like, is this person really actually toxic? Like right. how, you know what I mean? Because there is a level of that. Like I've, I've had to do this. I've had to evaluate some of this in my own life and just right. like, like this person for whatever reason, like I just, I walk away from my interactions and I am just, my tank is empty. Yeah. Like it has yes. taken everything out of me. And now it takes me a day just to rebuild and like mm -hmm. psychoanalyze all the crap that I just, and I'm just like, Oh, I don't know. Okay. So you know what? Right now with where I am, and I'm not saying that I want to stay here forever, but right now with where I am, I need to limit those interactions. Yes. Yeah. I cannot see this person weekly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just, like, I will, I will constantly feel like I'm treading water and it's, it's just not going to be good for yeah. me mentally, spiritually, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. so that's what I, what I say to that, just like toxic people Yes. Now like abusive or some, like, absolutely. Okay. Toxicity, like cut them out. You know, we're not, we're not saying, but like evaluate toxic. Is it someone that you just disagree with? Right. Right. You know, like, or it takes work. That's not, or toxic. it just, yeah. Right. Or it takes work. <laughs> That's being right. human. That's yeah. being human. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know? sometimes I'm toxic to my husband and sometimes he's toxic to me. Sometimes right? I'm toxic to mama and Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Facts. yeah. Seriously. But y'all aren't I mean, cutting me out. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, and that was like in those weeks that she was like that, I told her daddy, I said, I just can't be around Erica right now yeah, and for that, a few days. And and that's yeah. okay. You and know? she has and said that about me, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been there, you know, like I know I keep going back to my work seasons, but like, I know that I am not the easiest to deal. I'm not a cup of tea in work seasons, especially for my husband, you know, <laughs> bless his heart. But like, you know, we're intentional in those seasons yeah. too. And we're intentional out of those seasons. Like yeah. we make sure to spend some time together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, so it's just, it's this intentionality, it's evaluating it. Um, and I love that you said, get some counsel because sometimes you might be too dang close to that situation mm -hmm. to be able to make an emotional, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, a, a non-biased yeah. uh, decision, decision, you know? Yeah. That and quote so, that says, don't make an um, emotional don't make a long-term, don't make a permanent decision, decision. on short-term yes. feelings or something yeah. like that. Yes. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Take a step back, get some counsel. And you know, like, I mean, I, I, I just gave counsel to some, to a friend of mine, like, yeah, pull back. I think it's time to pull back. Like you've, you've got some, some red flags. You've got some things you're experiencing some spiritual like tension to where like you're disintegrating pull mm -hmm. back. You and need that's to why back. it's so important to think through the things you commit to. Yeah. 
because um oh it's all so i'm very and i think well we need to be people that commit and keep commitments and so as I, as I think about that stuff, be very careful who you commit to. So that is, I know we were going to talk about like one personal boundary. Um, one of the boundaries that I have put in is I don't say yes to everyone that says they want to talk to me. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I have so much time in my 24 seven, just like everyone else does. And I have to kind of decide. So if I have seven women that want to meet with me, I'm going to very much evaluate that situation Mm -hmm. and like, okay, this one is more probably in my line of what I do. This one, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. This one, she doesn't want to do any of the basic things. She doesn't come to church on a consistent basis. She doesn't, you know, she's not even like doing the basics of like spending time in the word or anything like that. I'm at a stage now where I, I, yeah, I'm not probably going to have time or right. I won't make the time. Right. And a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. And I do make some people upset in my boundaries that stay within my gifting, mm-hmm. um, my labor of love. And, you know, and the thing is, I talk to girls all the time, like, oh, yeah, I'm so not. I'm like, well, why'd you say yes to it? Mm-hmm. Quit griping about it. You yeah. said yes to it. Yeah. Now stick to your commitment, you yeah. know, and don't put someone else in a bind. So, right. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm very big on commitments. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think scripture is very big on commitments. You well, know, <laughs> you know what your story just reminded me of is Paul when he said, I will not give up the ministry of the word. Exactly. To go serve tables. Like, yes. Not that serving tables is not important. Right. And in a season, he did have to. We, I just learned this on Wednesday night <laughs> preaching. Well, I already knew this, but it reminded me there was a season where he had to work as a tent maker. Yes. To yes. Fund his own ministry. There yes. was a season, but that was his goal was to not have to fund himself. Yes. So that he could fully yeah. immerse himself in ministry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a pretty good, prayerfully sought out, direction for the year and we all know things come up but if you've prayerfully and you know you've gotten some counsel on that and you've thought this through you can go with the trajectory of a whole year and accomplish a lot of things keep a lot of commitments if you know that in the course of a month I will only accept two lunch or dinner invitations. Yeah. In the course of a month, I will only offer babysitting for my grandchildren, you know, a total of 10 hours. Yeah. And so, um, and that way you, it works. I'm just telling you, it works. It does work. What ends up happening is a whole lot of freedom. Like within the confines of what you and the Lord construct for your life, there is so much freedom and you end up at the end of it, evaluating and looking back and going, Oh man, that felt good. Yeah. I have not a whole heck of a lot of guilt for the way that I spent the last 12 months of my life. And yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And having to say no to that. And I'm, I'm, thankful that the Lord gave me enough self-control to say no to that in that season and to say no to that and to say no to that. And these could all be good things, right? you know, but you chose the better thing. Yeah. Yeah. You chose the better thing. So, 
Okay, so, wow, time management and boundaries. And so we originally said we were going to do time management, boundaries, and communication, but we didn't time manage very well. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. We just, behind the scenes, had to pause in real time and go, wait a second, we are going longer than expected, and we need to cut communication. Yes, yes. so we're not going to communicate with you anymore on this podcast. Um, hopefully that was some good stuff for you. And as you can see, man, it can go a thousand different directions. Uh So we're just going to go back light again. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to contact us on that. And you know, there's so many good books out there. Um, mm-hmm. I know Cloud and Townsend have great books on boundaries. Mm-hmm. And they have them for all different scenarios in work and relationships, blah, 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 blah. And they have a general one just on general boundaries as well. Um, I know Lisa Turkers has come out with a new book recently called Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. Let me say, I have not read it. I don't know if I can, you know, personally like put my stamp of approval on it. But it may be a good one to check out. And then um, there's going to be another one that we talk about. Everyone Communicates, Few Connect by John Maxwell. But that one can also go into all of those things. Because with time management and boundaries, you do have to communicate with people. And so maybe just te- check some of those out. Okay. So coffee cup question. Okay. Um, fun cup question. Oh. <laughs> that we get out of well, a coffee cup. <laughs> a fun cup is a coffee cup. Coffee yes, cup question. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Daddy came home the other day and I had a, a new mug and um, <laughs> he's like, oh, is that a new mug? And I'm like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah. I'm like, it was only $3 at Aldi's. You know? <laughs> and I just had to have it. And I just had to have it. Yeah. Um, okay. So what jobs have you held in your lifetime? I'll go first, considering I'm the youngest and probably have Fewer, maybe, depending on how long you've had one. Um, I, my first like real job was, I've mentioned before, I was a nanny for three summers a row when I was 13, 12, 13, 14. Um, So yeah, I nannied for three summers. And then after that, I worked at Chick-fil-A three years. The only restaurant they were allowed to work at. (laughs) Yep. I did it. It was a good mama call. There you go. I learned a lot at Chick-fil-A. I love doing the drive-through the most. And then after Chick-fil-A, I worked at Lifeway Christian Bookstore, which no longer physically exists. There's only the online part of it. I hate that. Um, But the one here in Anderson, I was a shift manager, manager supervisor. So I worked there for three years. Also learned a lot for, you know, about Bibles, translations, resources, books. I learned a lot. I uh, love when you work there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I went into college and I worked... Um, I was an assistant to the dean's office, administrative duties. I graded papers for (laughs) faculty. I graded papers that were way above my education level. I was grading for like masters and crazy stuff. Which is crazy. Why are they having me great? Because you're such a genius child, Eric. Because you're my child. Yeah, no. So Because they have good boundaries. I was just handing out Fs, Fs, Fs. No, not really. It was like bubbled grading. So like it was like you had to pick A, B, or C. So it was like okay. I, I wasn't interpreting, oh, okay, interp- good. interpreting people's answers. But I graded. 
I was assistant assistant to the director of women's ministry at my college, to the Christian ministry uh, vice president. I was assistant to a lot of people in leadership there uh, through my college years. I, you are probably a fantastic assistant. She is. She have been reorganized yeah. the entire office of the Christian ministries. Yeah. And I redid his entire annual budget because I was like, bro. You did? Uh-huh. Oh. I was like, bro, this isn't working. Yeah. I looked at it, I was like, this is not efficient. We need to revisit all this. And he's like, do whatever you want. And I was like, yeah. wow, okay. And he was very yeah. pleased and, and it got approved by the people above him. And so, yeah, yeah I kind of got credit for that. But anyways. Yeah. Um, not paid for it, but got credit for it. <laughs> didn't get paid, but I got credit. And that's what matters. Um, crowns, amen. Crowns, baby. <laughs> Except maybe I just lost them because I just... Uh, and then I went into the job after I graduated college to what I, I do now, which is a healthcare kind of like help patients on the phone all day. And then I do work part-time for our church, um, on our worship team coordinator admin stuff, once again, assisting our worship pastor. So that's what I've had in my life. Yeah. 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 Oh goodness. Um, so my very first job was, uh, at Red's Shoe Barn, and I sold <laughs> kids' shoes. Like, I, Aww. like, measured little kids' feet and Aww. stuff. And, like, I sold, I know. So that was kind of fun. So um, I now know how to properly fit my children in their shoes. Good. Growing feet. Uh, you always give a thumbs length, ladies. Okay. <laughs> from their to know. Th- from the tip of their toe to the tip of the shoe. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I did that for, like, two summers and then went off to college and worked in like a bunch of different restaurants and stuff, uh, which was not the greatest time of my life. That was mm. definitely when, um, yeah, all that, yeah. all that stuff. Were you like the, the host, waitress? No, cook? I was What'd a waitress. Waitress. Okay, okay. I was a waitress. There, I have yet to be a part of a restaurant industry that is healthy. Uh, I'm, yeah. I don't know if it exists, but it certainly didn't in my circles. Um, yeah. Hence so, why my children were only allowed to work at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's there's a lot in them. So late nights and stuff. And anyways. Yeah. Um, and then I worked in a bowling alley. Oh, we love we, bowling. Yeah, we right? love bowling. <laughs> so um, why did we both say it like that? We love, we love bowling. bowling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually where I met Mark. Is Aww. and it wasn't even like it was like not Christian because we like officially met through our church and um, one of my pastors. But like I was working at the bowling alley during the summer of like my Christian ministry program, and Mark would come in with his son. And I thought that he was like the most adorable little kid. And like, here's this like really cute dad, you know? And then like, oh my goodness. I remember because if the balls got stuck down at the end, you had to like catwalk out. And like, you were the bird, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh my goodness, every eye is on me right now. Like as I catwalk back to go get the bowling ball. I was like, I hope the cute guy's looking at my butt. (laughs) I know. I was thinking that's like, how's my butt look? How's my butt look? How's my butt look? (laughs) That is so ungodly. So ungodly. Why didn't you stop us? It worked out in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So anyways, yeah, I worked at a bowling alley. I was a golf cart, like a beverage cart girl. That was a really fun job. That was just because you're dealing with like these old men all day long who are just happy and in their glory playing golf. Like nobody's angry. Like you don't have like a bad customer. People are like giving you $20 just because they're having a great day. You know what I mean? They're like, here's a, yeah, like just 
you know, I don't know. It was just, it was fun. And then like, you have to stop and wait for them to like make their hit and stuff. And so I would always have like my Bible and like whatever little Christian book I was reading, like on my little golf cart. And so I could pause and read for like 15, 20 minutes at a time. It was awesome. That job like paid for like my whole wedding. So, (laughs) um, yeah. And then I started working for, um, this, eccentric like gazillionaire um eddie spear i love you eddie if you're you're probably not listening maybe you'll listen someday but um eddie was my boss he hired me as a personal assistant i was working for i was doing like video shoots this is like when i started getting into video and all that stuff he hired me as a personal assistant because he was starting like a production studio and a school and like all these things right he heard my testimony at church and was like that girl needs to come and work for us so um that man just loved the Lord. And I got to be a fly on the wall to like all these crazy conversations and like, um, like planning things and like what the Lord was doing. And that was a really, really cool job. Um, we had a really cool pastor at the time and they would like meet constantly. And I would just like kind of take notes and be, I was like an admin assistant. I was the world's worst admin assistant. Eddie will still tell you to this day that like I must be Jesus's favorite because every mistake that I all that I made like a lot um always worked out like the Lord always worked it out <laughs> he like, had literally, you covered. <laughs> I booked a flight into the wrong city oh my goodness <laughs> and on that flight he happened to meet someone who became the board over our school. Oh, wow. And so like, literally he was like, Lauren, Jesus just loves you. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was, that was that. And then, um, from there I had my kiddos and became a stay at home mom. And then the photography thing kind of fell into my lap and stuff like that. So, and I was a film teacher at that. So I I did everything at that school. Like that's usually how ministry work is. I know. I know. So yeah. Yeah. I stayed around my loves. I started out in women's clothing stores. And um, so I worked in a couple of those in the big, um, it was at the time, the largest mall uh, in the United States, the gallery down in Center City, Philadelphia. And then I went into um, the, you know, very lucrative business of ice cream shop. And, you know, (laughs) I was around ice cream all day long, served ice cream in South Philly and cheesesteaks and all that kind of stuff. And and then it went to just like um, on school campuses, like college and stuff, lots of babysitting in there, you know, stuff like that. I cleaned people's houses for them. Oh, I did that. Yes. And daycare. I did lots of daycare because I was going into education and I did every bit of it, but made some good relationships, learned a lot of things about people. Yeah. And then it, it just basically went into, um, I was a, you know, elementary Christian school teacher and did a lot of ministry on the side. Of course, you know, you know, do you say their jobs? Do they get paid for them necessarily? No, but they were jobs. Yeah. And so now, you know, I, I do women's ministry work. I get paid mm-hmm. a little bit for that. And that's... You taught what, second and sixth grade. Yes. And flipped back and forth a couple of times. Yes, because the ages of my children. But now I love subbing in the public schools. Yeah. And I'm a professional photographer's <laughs> assistant um, to storybook photography. And um, yeah, they can't make it without me. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, when you do ministry, you do a lot of side gigs. Yeah. A lot of side gigs to help supplement. But yeah, that's that's my life, you know, my life story of working and stuff. So, but yeah, okay, well, good. Okay, we're so glad you hung with us on this yeah. one. We're going to head into communication, eventually leadership and all that kind of stuff. And we'll get to that. But um, thank you. And think about your time. 
God's given you so much time. What are you going to do with it? We'll see you next podcast. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it just brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. And come on back, hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women. Thank you.